0: Unique, yet common-sense opinions on sports. This is Jeff Allen's Sports Talk. And after a week off, we are back at it on the JAS Podcast. Thank you for being here. Coming up, our baseball guy, Joe Finger. We will talk about the return of the baseball season. Spring training underway now. We will go in-depth on that. The Astros cheating scandal and more Joe is standing by in the virtual green room And will join us in just a moment Tony Romo is about to get paid CBS is going to ante up $17 million per season I believe over the next 10 years To keep Mr. Romo in the fold As their number one NFL game analyst That is a lot of money For a broadcaster That's a tremendous amount of money for a broadcaster but CBS wanted to keep ESPN's filthy dirty hands off of their prize analyst and they have succeeded in doing so and look Romo's very good and you know I'm a Cowboys fan so you know I'm automatically a Tony Romo fan and he does a great job now I still will contend The average Joes and Josephines when they watch an NFL game are not tuning in for the broadcasters. Now, can they enhance that and make it a better experience? Absolutely. But if CBS is showing the AFC Championship game, the Super Bowl, big divisional game during the season, people are going to watch anyway. You could have two terrible announcers people will still be tuning in to watch the game that said Tony is way more entertaining than his predecessor Phil Simms by Miles brings excellent analysis by Miles so he does enhance said particular broadcast and that's a good thing that's a good thing and what I like about him re-signing with CBS is that ESPN will not be able to ruin him. Because you know the four-letter would want to run him through their car wash time and time again and overexpose Tony Romo because that's what they do. They, they take what they think are their jewels and they overexpose them. So I think from that aspect, it's good that Romo decided to stick with CBS. Primarily, you know, you see him during football season. Although I'm almost inkling to bet that he might have tried to work some golf coverage in there because, you know, he's an avid golfer and pretty good one, too. But $17 million a year, Tony Romo stays with CBS. And other announcing news, Chipper Jones, former Atlanta Braves third baseman. Is now going to be part of ESPN's Wednesday night baseball. And some other select games and holidays and And I think Chipper will be pretty good. I think he'll be better than pretty good. I think he'll be he'll be really good. Chipper has a very snarky kind of personality which i kind of like tells great stories you know he's been on Braves broadcasts over his recent seasons of retirement he does a really nice job with that stuff and in particular he'll be teamed with boog john shambi who broadcasts Braves games for i believe three seasons let say back in the 90s early 2000s somewhere in that in that range and they have a good relationship so they'll be able to cultivate that in fact if you ever want to see something hysterical uh, chipper was a guest during one of their games last year and they told a story about you know both shambi booze time with the Braves and chipper and I guess some conversation had come up that Boog had said, you know, about Chipper should, you know, start to lay out the first pitch. You know, Chipper was a great eye at the plate, so often he would be able to swing at most first pitches. So, during this visit they they cut back to a game in San Diego during a Braves broadcast and Chipper's at the plate takes a pitch right down the middle for a strike so he took the pitch and then he glares up at the booth at Boog <laughs> just a nasty glare Oh, but it was hysterical google that sometime or look for that YouTube clip Chipper Jones and Boog Shambi you will get a pretty nice kick out of that And spring training now upon us, which means the baseball season is right around the corner. So we bring in our official baseball guy of the Jeff Allen Sports Talk podcast. Joe Finger is here. Joe, how are you?
1: Doing great, Jeff. Uh, this is a great time of the year, isn't it? With uh, a new season just about ready to ramp up.
0: Yes, indeed. It's uh, all about to converge upon us rather quickly. And so as we move into this season, you know, it's a a big cloud overhead. And I guess my opinion, my, my question to you is how big a black eye is the Astros cheating scandal to baseball?
1: Well, I think it's uh, pretty significant. I mean, here's a team that, you know, world series, 2017 champions and come to find out they're basically cheating and they knew they were cheating and they went to some lengths to cover it up. Now to the, to the casual fan, it may not be that big of a deal, but I, I think to those of us who follow followed the game for a long time, I think this is a big deal, and hopefully MLB is taking steps to make sure that it doesn't happen again. You know, when, when this was going on, apparently, memos were coming out during those seasons, 17 and 18, saying, don't be doing this now, y'all. Don't be uh, engaging in this sort of electronic sign stealing, but they did it anyway. It was very flagrant. And in that sense, I think the fallout had to be pretty significant.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, sealing signs has been a, a a thing in baseball forever. Um, now, to me, if you're if you're on the field in play and you and you notice some something, and you're able to signal to your team. I think on the field, that's just being observant. Oh yeah, um, you know. But then you go to the the lengths of yes. what what the Astros have gone to, and apparently they're not the only ones. Um, it, it is mind boggling to think that it could have gotten so elaborate.
1: You know, it was elaborate. Although the banging on the trash cans, I don't know how high tech that was, <laughs> uh, but that just shows you the lengths they were willing to go to to try to get an edge. You know, the weird thing is, it's it's not at all clear that it really gave them much of an advantage. I'm not sure that uh, sign stealing really is that big of a deal. Um, in fact, you know, there was a lawsuit that was filed uh, by some guys in um, who were fantasy baseball guys. They filed a federal lawsuit in the U.S. Federal Court for, uh, for Manhattan, alleging all sorts of different violations they threw in a lot of, um, you know, legal terminology uh, to, to try to get a foothold in this lawsuit, but the Astros were quick to point out as they are seeking to get the suit thrown out. They're they're very quick to point out that during that year when they were stealing signs at home, they had a worse record at home than they did on the road. <laughs> and, um, and 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 there's no indication that uh, anyone actually benefited from this. And in fact, I believe yeah. I read. Where, you know, the Astros basically kind of got to the point where it's like, I'm not sure this is really helping us for all the trouble we're going to to do this. And it just kind of kind of fizzled out on its own. But, of course, that's not really the issue. The issue has more to do with the ethics of the game. But, but kind of an interesting aside there is that it, it may not really have given them much of an advantage at all.
0: I mean, yeah, you can know what's coming, but actually hitting it is... Still, the ultimate challenge,
1: right? <laughs> yeah, let's put me or you up there, Jeff, and they'll go ahead and tell us what pitch is coming and see see how much that helps us. Yeah, right.
0: Well, you know the 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 infamous video now that's out of Jose Altuve circling the bases, not wanting to get his shirt ripped off. You know, when that <laughs> happened at the time, nobody thinks anything of it. But then you throw this additional context into it. And the imagination kind of runs wild.
1: Well, I remember that night, I was reading about that. We were watching, and I think, well, I don't know, maybe he's just that's just his personality. It never dawned on me that there might be more to it than that. But, but you're right, now I'm on his left to uh, wonder what exactly was going on. What, what do you think, Jeff, about the fact that none of the players... Were disciplined directly that the uh, the fall guys here were the, the field manager and the GM and an assistant GM with Houston.
0: Yeah, I actually have some issue with that. I think there should be some uh, game suspensions. I mean, I don't think they have to be season long or even half a season, but I think there should be some significant playing time uh, taken away because, you know, they did engage in the activity.
1: But then Marvin Gonzalez of the Twins, Jeff, is going to miss playing time, and as a Twins fan, I'm not going to be happy about that. I mean, come on. (laughs) It it really gets complicated.
0: Yeah, that that does throw a different wrinkle into it for sure. And then you know, because yeah, I sinned with that team, but you know, it's got nothing to do with this one. So I don't know. It's pretty crazy. Um, Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Hopefully, we won't see anything like that again. Yeah. One would hope.
0: Now, I also think the Astros tend to make things worse because, to me, nothing works when they have the quote-unquote mandated apology because, essentially that apology still comes off as more denial. <laughs> and, and it's like, you know, yeah, we're, we're apologizing because we got caught, not because we, you know, came forward and said, okay, you know, we I, need to stop doing yeah. that.
1: <laughs> I got to tell you, I mean, that the whole culture of, of that team has to be called into question. And the, the sign-stealing thing was one thing, but, you know, they had the issue with the, the assistant GM and the um, conflict they had with the female reporter in the locker room and some very sexist kind of things that were said. And they came out and apologized for that. Uh, so you know, I think that it's probably more of a systemic problem there with that with that team. Um, and some heads had to roll. And our good friend Dusty Baker, uh, a man of high integrity, will is probably a pretty good choice, I think, to try to captain that ship uh, in this this season after the uh, the axe had fallen.
0: Yeah. Well, it's interesting to see because you know this team had you know captured the hearts of a lot of baseball fans and they were big for the city of Houston because of all the things they went through uh, with the the hurricane and everything and and then you lo- then you have this spring up and, and it yeah. puts a, it puts a taint on that that really isn't you know it, it's it, it's kind of heartbreaking in some sense
1: yeah, wrong is wrong. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I like a lot of those individual players there, but there's just no justifying or defending what they did, and they knew it was wrong, and I think most of the players will acknowledge as much.
0: Well, enough talking about cheaters. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we can always talk about cheaters, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, that's uh, enough of that. But, so let's uh, talk a little bit about baseball season, and um, your Minnesota Twins managed to uh, reel in Braves third baseman Josh Donaldson, which uh, yeah, you know, I was ho- yeah, so, exactly. I was so hoping to get him back, but uh, you've got to believe that uh, his bat in the lineup for the Twins, which is already uh, a lot of thunder, adds even more.
1: <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll also improve the uh, defense on the left side of the infield over there. And uh, well, you know this guy better than I do, Jeff. I think he, he, from what I understand, he's a he's a very competitive guy, brings a strong personality, really wants to win. And uh, I would hope will will fit in nicely with the twins. They they certainly uh, you know are a, a high hard hitting team with the major league record for home runs last year, and uh, adding Donaldson gives them one more piece in that. But but you know we we talk about this every year. You make predictions, look at the beginning of the year, and you know you still got to go out and play the games. There, it's a long. Way to October, yes. as, Reggie, as Reggie Jackson once famously
0: said. <laughs> yes, that is a very famous, uh, and also a, uh, a name of a famous Braves video from back in the early 80s when they finally had broken through to the playoffs that Red Barber actually narrated, which was pretty cool. So, so you look at that, though, and I will tell you with Josh Donaldson what you will get. You... you you not only are, you're getting a fabulous player, but he is a great clubhouse guy. He really helped galvanize that Braves locker room. You know, you'll, you're going to come to enjoy the uh, the bringer of rain ceremony where he runs around the bases like he's holding an umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is it is it is quite it's something to see.
1: Well, I will look. I will look forward to that. Uh, how are your Braves going to do without Donaldson?
0: Well, you know they. Uh, they they stand to be pretty decent, you know. They did uh, make an acquisition in Azuna, so from the Cardinals, so that uh, gives them another uh, pop. He's he's not he doesn't have Donaldson numbers, but he had you know a great twenty seventeen. Um, so he he you know he has the potential of of being there. This will be an interesting scenario at third base because. You know, is it going to be the 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 two-month phenom Austin Riley getting the job after he, you know, hit 16 home runs to start and then couldn't hit a lick afterwards? I remember. You, yeah. know, it, it, you know, is that going to be the, the opportunity for him to, uh, to to take? That will be interesting to see. Johan Camargo will get another shot. He would have been the third baseman had they not signed Donaldson. So there's some things to figure out there. But uh, the interesting additions to the pitching staff of Cole Hamels, although he will miss some time due to inflammation and King Felix signs on a minor league contract. I mean, if they can get, you know, a, 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 halfway decent King Felix, you know, they've had difficulties, you know, on the back end of the rotation. That could be something interesting to see.
1: Yeah. It, it, it sounds like the Braves are going to be right there. I mean, it might be a pretty competitive uh, division, but uh, I would be surprised if the Braves aren't right in the thick of it again this year. What about our defending, uh, world series champs, the nationals They came in from the wild card last year and did it, uh, might they be looking at a encore this year?
0: That'll be tough to see. You know, now, you know, they lost a terrific third baseman, <laughs> uh, yeah, Randon's uh, over, uh,
1: with uh, California now. I'm yeah. Sure.
0: So, but, yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a big piece of that. And, uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be a tough guy to replace. Uh, but you know they still have uh, they still have Max Scherzer.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mister, I never have an opinion on anything. Matt Scherzer uh, <laughs> will be going out there a few times this year. Yeah, but that that could be an interesting division. You know, I think that the Mets and Phillies, uh, you know, they, they one of those two teams could surprise. I mean, I, I think they, they could be. Uh, a factor, at least one of them in that division. They, so it could be yeah, an interesting season.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's not a division void of talent. That much, I think, we do know. Uh, you know, and the Mets have a have a lot of pitching. And, you know, uh, you know, and for all you make about the you – know, people want to make about Bryce Harper and the money he makes, you know, he's still a fairly productive player. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Now, you talk about Rendon, Rendon going to the Angels. That's going to be – to me, that's going to be an interesting team to watch. That's kind of the one – uh, um, storyline yeah, and looking at on my uh, radar because you know yeah. now Mike Trout's got some help.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you put those two guys together. Now, for the Angels, I think the issue is pitching Yes, at this point. But maybe they can make some moves uh, to shore up that pitching because they, they're certainly going to be interesting with those two guys on the field every day. And who knows what uh, Houston's going to do this year? I think that's a question. Uh, the Astros still have a lot of talent. But is there going to be some impact on their performance as a result of all of the off-the-field distraction? Yeah. Um, then you got the A's. Uh, the A's are always tough. How do they do it year in and year out? With a payroll whale down the list like it usually is, uh, <laughs> even the Rangers made a couple of moves, I think, in the offseason. So that, that could be a very competitive Western Division.
0: Yeah, to me, the uh, the Oakland A's are you know, the team that does more with uh, duct tape and paper clips
1: than any... They do. They do. And you got you to respect that. You know, in the Amer- I was looking at the American League last year, the playoff teams that we had, were, seemed to be, for the most part, head and shoulders above pretty much the rest of the league. You had the uh, the Twins, uh, the Yankees, uh, the Astros, 101 teams. Of course, Oakland and uh, Tampa Bay had a really good team. And then there was, for the most part, tremendous drop-off. After that, a lot of the um, playoff races were pretty much decided uh, by midsummer. on, it seemed like to me. So from just a purist standpoint, uh, maybe we'll see a little bit more competition, competitive balance in the American League this year.
0: Yeah, that'll be interesting. Then you look at the National League, you know, the Dodgers have continued to be a team in the hunt that just hasn't quite gotten over the hump. And I think people are kind of starting to ignore them a little bit.
1: Yeah, it's like well, they'll they'll look great during the regular season, uh, but they're not gonna they're not gonna win the World Series. Um, they got Mookie Betts, um, uh, David Price. If Price is healthy, uh, I think the Dodgers probably are gonna win that Western Division without any trouble. And the question will again be how far can they make a run in the postseason?
0: Yeah, no doubt. And then you you look you you mentioned the East. You know the Central has always been a interesting fight with the Cubs, the Reds, and the Brewers, and the Cardinals. I mean, uh, I,
1: yeah, I never know who to pick coming out of that division. It's just like throw them all up, uh, you know, and see which card comes first to mind. Um, I think it go. I think the Pirates probably are not going to win that division, but I think um, the Cardinals, uh, the Reds, I think, are a team on the rise, and of course we know what the Brewers did last year. So that should be a very interesting division as well.
0: Yeah, it'll uh, be a lot to look forward to. Are there any storylines of intrigue that we haven't talked about that you have, like, hey, you know, I want to keep an eye on that this year?
1: Well, you know, I'm married into a diehard Boston Red Sox family, and uh, I think a lot of people are saying, well, the Red Sox have thrown in the towel this year. Um, Betts is gone. David Price is gone. They didn't really sign any notable agents, and they're not really competing um, in terms of spending money, at least, with the Yankees. And they don't have quite the young talent that the Rays do. Uh, so they're kind of, a lot of people are kind of, I think, discounting what Boston might do. Uh, to me, that could be a plus for the Red Sox. They're not ex- people aren't expecting a whole lot from them. But I'm going to be very interested to see what the Red Sox do. I'll say this, I think if Chris Sale can stay healthy, I think the Red Sox could uh, surprise some people this year.
0: And, uh, you know, the Yankees, I hate to bring them up because, you know, I know they've been a bit of a, a torture chamber for the Twins over the years. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tell me about it. Uh, so, you know, what do you make of, uh, you know, they still have the, the the thunder in the lineup, although I guess, what, Stanton's going to be uh, starting off injured again.
1: Well, uh, what else is new, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, but they didn't get much from him last year, so I— you know, it's, it's like nothing from nothing leaves nothing. Um, I think a good analysis here was, you know, they, they're forking out, uh, what was it, $324 million for Garrett Cole. But that's not likely to buy them a single extra victory during the regular season. That was a move designed to give them an extra win or two in the postseason.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, and so we'll, we'll see. Uh, but I, I'm i just $324 million. Um, we'll see if that works out.
0: Yeah. So, what about the uh, the some of the proposed uh, rule changes and things oh, like I'm that? Glad you asked. I'm glad you. <laughs> <laughs> so I the, was just
1: looking over some of that. Yeah. I know there's a few every year, and most of them are fairly innocuous. Uh, there are probably a few in there that I'm not even aware of. Uh, but one consistent theme in recent years has been a need to speed up the pace of the game to cut down on the total runtime of the game. So. I guess we're going to go with the um, what's this rule that a a relief pitcher must now face at least three batters or pitch to the end of a half inning. Yes, and so that that's a go. And so the question there is: a couple of things come to mind. Does this mean the end of the line for the uh, left-handed release specialist, the the the, the, one-out guy, the Loogie? Yes, (laughs) (laughs) and is it really going to speed up the game that much?
0: I don't see how. You know, I I just don't see how it it impacts the timing of the game. Um, And it really does, you know, look, I I hate the, uh, you know, let's change the pitcher for every batter routines that sometimes go on. But just the same, I think you're handicapping a manager from, you know, making strategic moves that he thinks is going to help his ball club win.
1: Yeah, and I I think a couple of things here. I I don't know that – the um, lefty one out specialists are being used that much anymore, anyway. Not, not certainly not as much as they used to be. Say back uh, when, you know, when Tony La Russa, I think, uh, was, was really the one who was pushing that back, probably twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. You still see it some, but I mean, think these days, Jeff, everybody in the bullpen can throw ninety eight miles an hour, just about. So uh, you bring in somebody who's throwing ninety eight. It doesn't matter whether they're a lefty or a righty. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not really sure that uh, that. Bring a guy in for one out is happening as frequently as it once did, which, again, begs the question, as we were saying, how much is that really going to speed up the game anyway? But I'm with you. I would not want to tie the manager's hand, absolutely, with the rule that says you absolutely cannot bring a guy in under any circumstances just to pitch to one batter unless it's at the end of an inning. Yeah.
0: I go back to the simple things that to speed up the game. It's like keeping guys in the batter's box.
1: Yeah, I think I, that's a bigger factor. I, th- I think you're right. I,
0: I, I think that would shave 20 minutes easily, <laughs> just <laughs> with all the antics that go on there sometimes. Um, and then uh, what about the proposed additional playoff teams? What do you think about that?
1: Um, you know, additional playoff teams. I'm i don't know i have mixed i have mixed feelings about that i'd like to see how it looks and in, in final proposal form i think there's a there's a obviously there's a tipping point somewhere that says look you can't put almost everybody in the playoffs but uh, adding a few more playoff teams does that generate more interest uh so i'm gonna i'm gonna say i need to give that one some additional thought i'm kind of torn uh both ways on that one,
0: honestly. Yeah, I, I'm I kind of feel you on that as well. Uh it you know, I always have the you know, the part of me that, you know, like to me the NBA and the NHL, you know, with half the teams making the playoffs to me That's,
1: yeah. destroys your regular. That's the first season. thing I thought of in yeah, you know? the NBA, right?
0: Yeah, so so then, you know, baseball will not be quite at the halfway point, but they're creeping up there.
1: Um, yeah, I know. I know. I mean, and, you know, back in our day, in the early days, I mean, you had to win a division to make the playoffs. And I'm a little bit older than you, but I remember back, I <laughs> <laughs> won't say how much, a little bit. But, uh, you know, back in the day, you had an American League champion and a National League champion, period, end of story.
0: Yeah, you had to win the league.
1: <laughs> one of the Yeah, one of the great uh, pennant races of all time, I think, was the 67 American League. Uh, kind of race where you had five teams, uh, coming down the last month, all still within striking distance Red Sox, Twins, uh, uh, White Sox, Tigers. I forget who else might have been in there, maybe the Indians. Uh, and but at the end, only one team, unfortunately, the Red Sox for me in that year, uh, were the ones who went on to the World Series.
0: Yeah, and it, it, it is interesting. And I, I also kind of look back at the fact that you know. They're trying to keep teams, fans bases interested through the month of September and probably in August as well uh, by having additional playoff opportunities. But I also go back to, you know... When you get down to the end of the season, somebody's going to complain, well, you know, we were right on the edge. You know, if there were extra playoff teams, we'd have been in. Yep. You know, it's it's like March Madness. And it's like, well, if you want to put that argument to bed, win more games. <laughs> you know?
1: You're right. I mean, you're, you're going to really like that new proposal if your team gets in yeah. by a game. You're not going to like it if your team is, say, a second seed, And has to go play a fifth seed team and can easily be eliminated. It's like, what's the advantage of finishing as a second seed compared to a fifth seed? Mm -hmm. So again, there's that, there's that fine line we're trying to, to navigate where it is. I, you know, I'm not sure.
0: Yeah. And then the other interesting wrinkle now wouldn't happen this year if they do happen to add the teams this year, but they're talking about in 2021, where I guess the, you know, the, the top team would get to pick. Who they get to play? Yeah, I've heard that. (laughs) And it's like that's it. Well,
1: (laughs) I can see where this is going, Jeff.
0: Yeah, you know, if the
1: Yankees are the top team, we know who they're picking, (laughs) no matter what the seed of that playoff team is. Yankees are always going to pick the Twins, regardless.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah. Well, then the and then the other aspect of that is it's like okay, well, if it's if it's not my team and I'm looking at that series, I'm always going to root for the team that got picked. (laughs) <laughs> just to win that series just because it, cre- yeah, it, create,
1: it creates some unusual kinds of dynamics. Yeah. To be sure. I'm not, I'm not sure this is going to come to fruition at this point. I mean, this, this is still on the talking stage, but and we'll see.
0: Yeah. Um, and then, and then that kind of also uh, circles back a little bit too. To me, I'm becoming more and more a believer that uh, maybe you got to change things up and blow up the leagues as they exist now and uh, realign everything. What do you think about that?
1: <laughs> well, I, I know that there are going to be some serious consultant fees doled out somewhere if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Jeff, I golly, you know, um, I'm not averse to change, although I'll tell you. But, you know, I think baseball purists are a little bit more averse to change than perhaps other sports fans. Okay? Mm-hmm. But that's more of a psychological issue. But, yep. uh, you know, put put it out there. Um, And if it's um, something that could generate more interest uh, and be for the overall benefit of the game, um, go for it. But I would say this. Good luck with that.
0: (laughs) Well, there's always going to be somebody unhappy with where they land. But but to me, it would almost, you know, because baseball, if you look at it uh, from the bird's eye view, is a very regional sport. And to me, I think getting those teams that play in the regions together um, more often, to me, makes more sense.
1: Yeah. Well, that's why you know the interleague play uh, with certain series that play out every year. Uh, certainly, I think is is consistent with what you just said. Yeah. Uh, this would just probably be uh, an extension of that. Yeah. So <laughs> I, you know, I you know, I think I, new ideas new, do need to be out there, um, but uh, you know, b- baseball is such a uh, for me, such a poetic, deliberate, contemplative kind of game. It's uh, very literate and very intelligent in all of its nuances. And I guess I've always been a little guarded about trying to uh, at least impulsively make changes that might upset that balance.
0: Yeah, it's a—it's uh, certainly uh, one thing we can definitely say. You know, baseball does a couple of things. We talked about it a lot last year. It always gives you something you've never seen before, and it always gives you interesting topics to debate It
1: it does. I I tell you what, Jeff, my wife and I go to spring training every year, and uh, almost without fail, we see something new every single season. I've never seen that before, and it's not like we haven't watched a few baseball games over the
0: years. No question about it, but uh, hey, we're right on the brink of it. Spring training's underway, and... And before the end of March, uh, we'll be uh, we'll be watching regular season baseball once again. So, Joe, I do appreciate it as always, and look forward to uh, chatting with you periodically throughout the uh, baseball season.
1: I look forward to that, Jeff. Very much so. Appreciate you having me on.
0: Always enjoy hearing from my friend Joe, former radio colleague from back in the day, talking. Baseball, And we'll, of course, have him on from time to time throughout the baseball season. He'll also join us to talk about other topics from time to time as well. A few items to touch on before we close up shop today. Are you still watching the XFL? We are, what, four weeks into the new spring league. And so far, I think the results are pretty good. Attendance... At some of the bigger stadiums where they only sell the lower bowl. Doesn't look fabulous. But, you know, they're doing good in St. Louis. Nice little crowds in Dallas and Houston and Seattle. You know, they have a really good NFL team. Has uh, gotten some rabid fans in for that. You know, the quality of play has been pretty good. It's not the NFL. But still pretty quality stuff. And while I am... Never going to love instant replay. I will give the XFL credit. Their inside looks are are excellent. And what I like about them the most is they're making decisions. They're not dilly-dallying for five minutes. They're taking some looks at the replay and they're moving on. It would be nice if we just go back to the simplistic part of call on the field, right or wrong, we move on. But the replay stuff is here, and there you have it. News coming out at the end of last week. The Golf Channel is moving from Orlando. NBC Universal is going to relocate most of the operation to Stanford, Connecticut, where the NBC Sports Hub Resides for all of their sports programming, and I find that to be a sad occurrence. You know, Golf Channel, co founded by the late, great owner Arnold Palmer, launched in 1995. My brother from another mother, Keith Feeney, after uh, our days at WGTO came to an end as the station was sold Keith landed on in the finance department at the Golf Channel so he was one of the originals and it's kind of sad to see that go but there is that thing they call consolidation which I have mixed emotions about businesses have rights to run the way they want to run but I don't know what it hurts keeping Golf Channel in Orlando. You know we're in a world where technology allows us to work from anywhere. But hey, you know, I'm more just sad because it 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 it's a it, it was such a cool thing to launch a landmark network like that and have it be. Part of Central Florida's fabric. And wow, just think. Two weeks from now, you know what we're going to be holding in our hands? Brackets. (laughs) March Madness quickly approaching. Some of the smaller conference tournaments will start to get underway during the course of this week. And those first bids for the NCAA Tournament are about to be upon us. And then we'll fill out the brackets and have our fun. We'll continue our bracket special updates throughout the course of March Madness here on the podcast. And as I have mentioned before, and I'll always mention it again, while the fun of watching teams make the big dance and the thrill of a lifetime for a lot of these kids. It'll be the biggest moment in their basketball lives, their athletic lives. That's the good side of all that. The bad side of that is our, I'm going back to the four-letter network again, and how they like to ruin things. We will have to put up with the litany of Joe Lenardi in the bracket bunker while they shrink the size of our game down in the screen to put his mug on one side. And he and the announcing crew will talk about everything else but the game happening in front of us. It, I just, ooh, you can hear, feel my emotion on that. The intrusion of that to me is just mind numbing. I wish they would cut that mess out. As always, we thank you for joining us. And as always, we invite you to subscribe to the podcast if you are not already. And we ask that you not only listen, but please like and share. And I want to thank many of you out there in the audience who have shared my podcast and helped grow our audience. It's been so much fun to watch that develop over the many months So we've been doing this. And I give you my ultimate thanks for that. And with that, we are done here. L-V-E dot net.